This is the 4501 Podcast, episode 43. Should I buy a NAS in 2020? So guess what I ate for dinner tonight? I don't know. Did you have a blue crab dinner? No, I ate pork belly from a Korean market. Oh, right on. Where'd you, where, in yeah. Baltimore? Yeah, it's in a, it's a place called H-Mart. Oh, you told me about that before. Yeah, it's an oriental, well, I shouldn't say, it's a ethnic grocery store that's tailored towards Asian Americans. So it has a lot of um, Asian food. <laughs> that makes Asian sense. Asian groceries. Do they have yeah. soba noodles? They do, actually. Um, I bought some of those, too. Um, In any case, welcome to episode 43 of the 4501 Podcast. We are not talking about oriental grocery stores nor oriental food, although if you want to hear a podcast about that, because Tony is currently in Asia, you know, shoot us a uh, tweet at what, Tony? The 4501 Podcast. Or an email at what, Tony? The 4501 Podcast at gmail.com. There you go. So those are both handles. Uh, Tony would love to read about your uh, questions and answer them, uh, possibly about uh, an episode topic for the 4501 podcast. In a case, today we are talking about what, Tony? Today we are talking about a tech topic, which is NASs, which sounds really weird to say, uh, versus the cloud for your data in 2020. Yep, we switched over to 2020. Yep. Yeah, we're in 2020, kind <laughs> of. Uh, but no, so so NAS. What does NAS stand for? NASA. NAS. Not NASA. Not the National not Aeronautical NASA. So don't, Space. So we're not saying NASA. We are saying NAS. N-A-S. N-A-S. So NAS is an acronym for Network Attached Storage. And yes. and it's like, yeah, in its simplest form, it's just like a couple or one one or more hard drives attached to the internet in potentially your residential area or like a business or something like that so um you you buy this like server we all i think we all know what a server is it's just some type of computer connected to the internet and you put it in your home to store your multimedia for a lot of people or just your files or your data that's that's a nas in the nutshell yep and uh i think we touched briefly on this in the build a pc episode which was i don't even know episode like 20 no 10, seven 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 yes. seven so i was even further off but um we built a little bit about a nas um earlier uh but honestly you don't even need to build a nas uh why tony why why do people not need to build <laughs> nases well because you can buy them there's a company called synology who's like the king of nases i would say uh, they have the most variety of consumer facing NASAs that you can buy starting anywhere from just like a couple hundred dollars all the way up to you know thousands and thousands of dollars for businesses uh mark and i both own a nas do we have the same model do you know i have no i think ours is different okay mine's we both have synologies though yeah both synologies mine's from 2014 and i think yours might be a little bit newer than mine i think yeah i think it's about 2015 2016 yeah so um so the reason we got these was for our personal file storage 
mostly videos for you as well yeah and so i started uh i started mine ass because i kept building a profile or not even profile uh just like a large mass of pictures and videos and movies honestly because i uh i was i'm able to procure movies uh which is a topic for a different day <laughs> legally of course legally uh not illegally legally mm-hmm. um and so I, I've procured just a lot of videos and movies and pictures over time. And honestly, you you only have so much room on your computer. Like most computers, laptops nowadays only have probably about a, a terabyte of space, um, which mm-hmm. is a thousand gigabytes. And so that can that can add up really quickly if you're uh, if you're saving vi- movies that are ten gigs a spot, you know, or or um, if you have like millions of not millions, I think I have like ten thousand songs in my iTunes account now. So it's like it's all media, right? Yep. And so for me personally, I got my NAS probably around twenty sixteen, late twenty sixteen, um, because I was converting all these digital movies from eight millimeter like handheld camcorder tapes. Um, I was converting those over from eight millimeter to digital to preserve the tapes. And since you have so many, I just needed a space to, uh, or a site to just place them all. And I wanted to be able to easily accessible, easily uh, access them, whether it be like at home or just, you know, outside. If I was at my, uh, my in-laws house or my parents' house, I wanted to be able to access them. So that's why we talked about it. I talked about this with you, Tony, and I think we decided that like a NAS would be pretty beneficial. Now, with that being said, before I actually got a NAS, I actually purchased a subscription plan through Google and was using their Google Drive services uh, for a while. And so Google Drive uh, is essentially a cloud storage service. And so um, what I should say is if you don't want to deal with buying you know, a NAS and the hard drive and setting it up, then Google Drive or Dropbox or Box or um, iCloud, OneDrive, iCloud, OneDrive, all these cloud kind of servers are perfectly reasonable. They just come at a, a little bit of a premium. So um, if you don't know what a cloud is, Tony, Tony will gladly explain to you what a cloud storage service is. Yeah. So, so from a, a software perspective, uh, cloud is just a buzzword for internet like it's just another way to say the internet uh cloud specifically meaning like a place to store data online that's dedicated for that the cloud purpose. tony the cloud that is oh that's all you hear nowadays the cloud yeah yeah it's not it's not nothing special it's not like a place or a location or anything like that it's just a term to describe data storage on the internet that can come in many forms <laughs> so mer- like you said yeah go ahead like so this is just a funny story um and you shouldn't let me tell me but it's i'm gonna tell it anyways (laughs) um so yeah so sorry uh yes google drive icloud one dropbox OneDrive on microsoft whatever those are all cloud storage devices we're not going to compare them but they all have different rates uh for cost and different storage parts but here's my story and so do you remember dr graham uh maclear of course yeah 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 so did you take business ethics with me? I did. I don't yeah. remember if you did. 
I was there. Do you remember? I just remember one class where you just started yelling about the cloud and how the cloud was going to be revolutionary. <laughs> like the cloud, like all businesses are talking about the cloud. Really? And then we, uh, and then some kid raised their hand and was like, the cloud's not like a place or like a machine. It's just uh, a storage <laughs> location. <laughs> that is so funny. I think I was like, yeah. I didn't really pay attention to that class because I wasn't really into it, but you loved him. You thought he was like the best. He was a good teacher. I mean, if you have a good teacher who has a great personality and a great accent because he was from London, mm, like that's true. You just gravitate towards those teachers. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think it's one thing to say. Well, we're we're getting off topic, Tony. Stop, stop, uh, getting me off topic. But I think like if you're a teacher and you show enthusiasm and passion for like what you're teaching, it really goes far into getting the the students, you know, motivated to learn and actively participate in their class. So no. that's just a tidbit for any of those teachers looking uh, for ways to get their students to actively participate. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Um, but yeah, more back on the topic of uh, cloud storage. Um, you did mention a little bit like you have to pay premium for some of these cloud storage. And I just want to like mention a couple numbers here, the ones that I am familiar with. So I do have a subscription to Google Google Photos. Yeah, no, 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 Google Drive. No, you I, don't. No, you don't, because Google Photos is free. I was going to bring that up one up next. Well, Google, okay, so here's the catch with that. So, so, Google so there photos, are photo, if you wanted to save your photos only, right, Google F- Photos is unlimited, and you can upload them to Google Photo for free. All with you need a, is a Google account. With a catch. So the catch there is that Google Photos is free for unlimited photos if you upload in a compressed format. So, uh, yeah. and, and, and it's, it's supposed to be lossless and all that stuff, but... If you care about preserving your raw um, 20 megapixel or 10 megapixel images, then you will have to pay to upload your original quality photos to Google Photos. And, and we're talking about raw files. We're not talking about JPEGs or anything like that. You're talking but, about like raw image, like raw files. Even if you, for they your, won't even, take raw files. They won't take raw files. But even if you upload a JPEG or a PNG, they're going to compress those to a smaller file size. And if you ever want to get that yeah, original well, you, file back, you won't be able to. So that's oh, yeah, ex- exactly. That's my uh, for for somebody who's like anal and cares about something like that, like me. I, I always choose to upload original quality, and I pay the the premium for that. But if you don't care about that, and you just like want to see the picture close to what it was originally looks like looked like, then by all means, you can get free unlimited upload storage for your photos with Google Photos, which that's a really good good idea. Yeah, and then um, obviously, I think Amazon has their own photo service too. Um, oh, as part of Prime. That much of, yeah, yeah. I don't, and I don't remember. I think there's a limit up there. I think it's capped. I don't think it's unlimited. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, do you know of any other free kind of photo storage places? Not specifically for photos, I, like because because they have like um, well iCloud if you have an iPhone, but. For like Dropbox, that's just like a general purpose, or like Google Drive, that's just a general purpose file storage, not specifically for photos. But those are also options for photos as well. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, that that's oh pricing. So if you do want to pay for it, I think you can get two terabytes for ninety nine dollars a year, which is pretty reasonable. That was just doubled the capacity just doubled recently i think this year i think they google only offered one terabyte for that same price but uh, for some reason they gifted everybody with double the capacity which is really nice so that's a subscription that i have for my photos um oh and it's it's kind of weird because you don't buy it for google 
photos. You buy it for Google Drive, and you kind of share that space between Drive and Photos and your Gmail, I think. It's like they yeah. they rebranded it as Google One, I think, now, which, which is like an umbrella uh, app and storage for all of your Google data. Um, I did not know that. I just kind of know as Google Drive. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit different now, but just do a couple Google searches and you can find it really, really easily. So that, that takes okay. care of uh, <clears throat> pricing for some of these um, cloud-based storages, which is a recurring payment. And that could be a deterrent for some of you. And uh, because just think about it, over the course of five to 10 years, you'll pay 500 to $1,000 to store your photos. But one of the draws of buying a NAS and setting up in your house is that it's a once and done purchase of, I don't know, what what do we pay for our NAS is like 200, $300. Yeah. And so this is, this is the thing. It's always like, it's the, it's the upfront costs versus the long-term, like, what is it? Yeah. Like Upper, the recurring. It's like, it's, yeah, I guess it's upfront costs versus recurring costs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I would say a NAS has a, has a, fairly steep upfront cost because um a lot of times when you buy these nases you have to buy essentially a housing and then you buy the hard drives in addition to that and so the hard drives are are basically sized based on how much capacity they can store so like one terabyte three terabytes six terabyte eight terabyte ten terabyte whatever and and obviously the higher in capacity you get the more expensive they are and so for the housing those are pretty standard based off how many um, hard drives you want to put into that housing so you can buy a housing that only fits one hard drive or you can have another housing that fits two or four or six or eight or whatever and so the bigger the housings get in terms of the number of hard drives you can put in the more expensive and so for me i only have a two hard drive housing um and that cost me probably about like i don't want to give you a wrong number how much do you remember how much yours cost tony i think they're between two and three hundred for no 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 i don't no way you think it was less i think it was less but i'm just gonna do a quick google search right here well i i bought mine in 2014 right when it came out i think so i probably paid more for mine but if you got it like a year later it would have definitely dropped in price so, so depending on which one you get, like my, the one I have right now is probably about 150. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, and, and so I'm just looking on Amazon right now. The one I have is like 150, but if you wanted to buy like an eight bay, which means you can fit eight hard drives into this housing, it costs $931. Hmm. Yeah. So, and so it just depends on what you're looking for. If you're just using this for like home browsing, then just buy a two, a one bay or two bay housing yeah so the problem for me right now is that i'm recording so many videos in 4k some of them 60 frames per second and i'm like amassing this massive amount of data and i've already capped out the six terabyte capacity of my my current nas so i'm looking to buy a new nas and that's kind of what sparked the idea for this episode this week is um, just to teach you guys a little bit about nases and compare it to cloud storage and see which one is the best for you. So um, I think we're, we're doing a pretty good job of doing that so far. Uh, is there something else we need to mention here about NASA's 
and cloud storage. Yeah, and so so going back to the idea of recurring versus upfront, since you rudely interrupted me, Tony, <laughs> sure, my rant. Sure. Go ahead, go ahead. So when you have a NAS, you don't have uh, like recurring costs necessarily besides your internet bill. But if you're using cloud, you still would have a internet bill anyways. Yes, yes, yeah. So, um, well, or I guess electricity, right? I mean, <laughs> but I think these NASAs aren't really that energy. Um, I don't think they're that power hungry. No, depending on which ones you have. I'm sure it's like I. I'm just gonna throw out a number, but like twenty dollars or thirty dollars a year to run. They're pretty. I would efficient. say that's that's like the extreme. Like I don't I don't think it's that much. Yeah, but it depends yeah. on the. Yeah, less. Depends on which one you buy, right? Right. If you get one of those like 12 bay ones, then maybe it'll be a little bit more uh, power hungry. Yeah, but if you're if you're buying a 12 bay NAS, you're not listening to this podcast. Let's be real. <laughs> but you we appreciate know. it. You never know. We appreciate it. Anyways, um, okay, yeah. And so let's talk about. So obviously, we're talking about the NAS, not cloud. So just don't buy the cloud. But uh, <laughs> so if you're gonna, you build your NAS, right? You buy housing, you buy your hard drives, you set it up. Synology has a really good uh, program, stuff like that, um, to like a good operating system, that's what I mean, uh, to help you set that stuff up. Um, so Tony, let's talk about kind of why, like, why NAS works for you. Oh, for me, yeah, yeah. So when we're, up until this point, we pretty much talked about photos, but when you talk about videos, the file size increases like a lot. Like you're working with potentially like 50, 60, 70 gigabytes per like YouTube episode that I make. So um, you quickly would go up to that two terabyte limit on Google Drive. And I think the next tier, if you want to do cloud storage, would be uh, $99, $99 per month for 10 terabytes Does that make, or 20 terabytes or something like that. It's a big jump from $100 a year to $100 a month. So to as like a more affordable solution, that's why I'm looking at uh, buying an ass for videos. And um, that the like Mark mentioned, the Synologies seem to be like the best option for that because, um, well, this is a little technical, but for, for 4K footage, which is what I shoot in, you're able to uh, still allow that to reside on your hard drive. And if you want to preview it within your like home entertainment center or even out on the, you know, outside of your house through their apps that they offer, uh, you can stream that directly from your NAS. And uh, the, the server, if you get a certain model, is capable enough to stream all of that data across the internet, which is really, really cool, really, really powerful. Um, so there's a couple of models that do that, and I don't know them off the top of my hand, but uh, Synology seems to be like the NAS company, if you want to do something like that, to to, to go with. Yep. Yeah, I would also say QNAP um, is another brand I've, I've seen frequently. Um, I don't have QNAP. I have Synology, so that's why we just talked about Synology. Um, one thing I should, do we actually say that you can access these files anywhere in the world as long as you have an internet connection? Like, did we explicitly say that? Uh, we alluded to it and then I kind of just said it as well, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good thing to make clear. Yeah. And so, so that's one thing about these NASs. It's exactly like you're like a cloud storage device except, or service, excuse me, but, um, it's in your own personal 
storage station. Yeah. So and so like, in this in, in so, but in, in this case, I think you're you're limited by upload speed. Is that correct? Like if you were if you were at let's like how long how long does it take you to upload a video file? Let's say like a ten gig file. Let's just say one gig file, not because most people aren't uploading ten gigs files. Like f- to upload to your NAS, how long would it take for a one gig file to upload? Um, I th- I'm not sure. My the internet. It's, so my NAS is at my parents' house in Pennsylvania, and maybe let's just assume their their upload speed is one uh, megabit per sec. Does that make sense? No, they 100. they get they get more than that. Yeah, I think um, they're two. They're two two. They're two up. 250 up 10 down or 10 250 down 10 up so it's like two megs let's just say two megabytes per second and you're working with a a thousand megabyte file so that's like 500 seconds so just over six minutes seven minutes maybe that's not true no that doesn't sound well i mean i'm in practicality like it so i'm just used to I feel like, but that that's that's you're not accounting for. That's in an ideal situation, right? Sure, like sure. That's not accounting server load or anything like that. Yeah. Because w- I think we talked about this. We definitely talked about this in another episode. Even though you're paying for like, let's say, a gigabit internet, you're not actually getting a gigabit internet. You're getting probably closer to six, seven hundred to eight hundred, depending on server load. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, so accounting all that, maybe like fifteen minutes okay all right for a gig which is which is fine um you'll definitely get a better bandwidth and a better rate with google photos because or google drive or any of these other cloud storage because they're pretty much like unlimited no, they're limited but they're they're much more capable of allowing you to upload and download at faster speeds so yeah, that is I, but even then, I think they have a cap, though. I think they actually do cap. Because, I mean, if they were unlimited for all their users, their their resources would get overrun so quickly. Yeah, you're right. There's some some unpublished cap that they they have. Yeah, exactly. For... But, um, okay, so in any case, um, let's talk about the hard drives now. Mm. So for those, there's two main brands. There's Seagate and Western Digital. Um Let's start off with you. Like, what do you have a preferred brand? Right now, I'm leaning towards Seagate. And the reason I'm doing that is because, well, I'm not, I, I've had both hard drives in the, my, my lifetime, but um, I'm really attracted towards Seagate's five-year warranty with data recovery. Um, you do have to, so Seagate has this Iron Wolf line of hard drives. Are you familiar with that at all? The the Iron Wolf Maybe you have those in your NAS. I do have those in my NAS. Perfect. Um, they have Ironwolf, which is like a two-year. It's just warranty. the brand. It, well, it's the brand. It's the brand. Well, okay, yes, yeah. So it's the brand that is specifically made for NAS or um, long-term storage. That that's probably the better phrasing. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they say like NAS hard drives, but yeah, you're right. Um, and then they have the Ironwolf Pro hard drives, which come with a five-year warranty. And there's like, I don't know, maybe they're like 25 to 30% more expensive. But the reason I like the Ironwolf Pro series is because um, you do have that 
like peace of mind for five years that your data is going to be safe. Whereas if there is any other hard drive failure between years or after year two with the any other hard drive that you pick, you're kind of responsible for recovering that data in any event that it goes wrong. So that is one thing to consider when you are hosting your own um, or building your own NAS at home. Uh, there is potential for data loss for who knows any number of reasons just a hard drive failure like uh, an electrical storm that fries your server um, that's something that you don't have to worry about when you do cloud storage yeah all you have to worry about is a data file interruption like if you're uploading something power cuts out you like just like the the upload process stops right Hmm. Um, and so I think uh, the other brand that I have also have used before is uh, WD, so Western Digital. And for those ones, you you would buy WD Reds. I think when we first started doing this, Tony, I think we started, I think I bought WD, actually I know I did. I bought WD Reds. Mm. I, think, um, I think I did the same thing. Yeah, you're right. And I, they're fine. Like, I mean, the warranty definitely plays a role and should play a role because you are trying to protect important data um but if it's just like songs or stuff like that if it, it's like not if you if it's data that you don't really care if you lost then i would just go with the cheapest one mm-hmm. yeah that's that's not a bad uh suggestion but if it's something like um converted vhs tapes then maybe you want to be a little bit more careful about where you let that data live yeah and so yeah, so that's also kind of something to consider. So either WD Reds or um, Iron Wolves, which are also red too, if you <laughs> didn't know that. Um, but don't get confused with like WD Blacks or WD Blues or Iron Wolf something else. Like just make sure you look for the red labels. That's the most important part. Additionally, here's a tidbit, and I don't think you know this either. Um, when you buy your hard drives, I know many people are tempted to just like if there's a sale on WD Reds, okay, and they're like a hundred and fifty bucks for like three terabytes. I know the temptation is to buy like two. So if you had a two bay drive, buy the two. I would say that's probably like not the best idea if you're trying to make sure that. Um, you're tr- if if you're trying to save this data and make sure if it's if, if it's data that means a lot to you, I would not do that. I would not buy two drives and throw them in. Can you guess why, Tony? Uh, maybe just because they're from the same manufacturer and like potentially the same batch of hard drives. So exactly, yep. they could go the same thing could happen to them at the same time if they do end up being faulty. Yeah, and so many times I would say many times hard drives if they're gonna fail it's usually not just like an independent thing. Sometimes it's a batch dependent thing. And so if you're buying them at the same exact time from the same exact seller, most of the time they're probably gonna be from the same batch. And so if one fails, you can expect the second drive to fail like very shortly after. I mean, is that like a reasonable assumption? Um, I'm not sure like they're, yeah, they, they're, some of these hard drives are rated for like mean time between failures like a very low number. Um, it, I think it's all just but based if it's on an, chance. It's an in, it's an, if it's a manufacturing defect, right? Oh, sure. In that case, yes. Like yes. you're like you're messed. Like you're screwed. Yeah. 
then and so so if you're if you're uber like kind of sensitive about keeping your data protected then i would say another good option is buy one on that sale date and see if you can find another site that's also selling at the same price or wait a couple days something like that and buy another one um just to make sure kind of make sure that you're 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 or hopeful because you don't know if it's actually true that they're coming from different batches but coming from different batches will help you like make sure that um any manufacturing defects actually won't corrupt your data or anything like that yeah yeah good point i mean uh, these drives will die eventually they're mechanical drives right they're uh i don't know we're in in like 50 100 years from now you're definitely not going to have the same hard drive spinning around you know 7200 no. rotations per minute no. so um that's that's yeah long term this is just a short term i don't know hopefully it lasts like 20 years i'm not really sure what that life span of one of these is but i'd say at least 10 years it'll last you i would say sure. 10 years is probably the lifespan of a hard drive i mean if you just think about normal computers from 10 years ago they're not working right now. That's why everyone's changing the SSDs. If you okay, and, and I guess if you had a lot of cash to blow, if you have a lot of cash to blow, don't even worry with the hard drives. Just get solid state drives and use those as your NAS. Boom, done. They actually have Synology NASes that are SSD compatible. That are SSDs, yeah. But what are they maxed out at? What's the max storage on that? Is like a terabyte? I'm not sure. I I'm not sure if it holds the same capacity if as the hard drive because like some of the slots I are. Think you de- 16 terabytes but you're not buying a 16 terabyte ssd in 2020 that's like insane that would be that's like that, well, thousands you, of dollars if you have the money because yeah. i think someone i think i watched a vi- youtube video where someone actually did build a it may have not been a nas but it was definitely a server mm-hmm. um and they just use ssds <laughs> that's awesome that would be ideal yeah. right now <laughs> yeah and i mean that'd be awesome but very expensive so if you have the money just buy the ssd nas that's right. Yep. Um, what else? Anything else? Do we get everything? Um, I think that's. I mean, pretty much covered everything that I had to say. Um, I would say this is the final takeaway. If you like to build stuff and you like to maintain stuff and you like to manage everything yourself, it's fun to build a NAS. It's fun to do the research on on the building the housing. It's fun to look up which hard drives you want to put into them and stuff like that. But if you don't want to deal with that. Just pulling up the money and buy a Google Drive, <laughs> yeah. or an iCloud, iCloud, whatever. or a OneDrive, or whatever, yeah, or Dropbox. You know, just do that. I think that's the final takeaway message. Yeah, and and to kind of like bounce off of that, um, do something with your data. Don't let it sit on your hard drive or your phone, because if your phone falls in the pool or if your your laptop crashes, then you're screwed. And that's happened to plenty of people I know over the course of my life. So just be proactive about backing up your data and you'll be so happy that you did when something like that unfortunately ultimately happens. So Exactly. All right. Um any other final things you want to say before we uh before you mess up the uh outro? <laughs> no, I think we're good. Let's let's get on going. Okay. Um uh, right. well ladies and gentlemen, uh here is Tony's outro. Hopefully he doesn't mess it up. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this week's episode. We will see you in the next one. We will see you next time. Peace out.
Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode. Please follow us on Twitter at the 4501 Podcast to keep up with the latest news and events. If you have any suggestions for episodes or would like to contact us, shoot us an email at the 4501 podcast at gmail.com.